Personal Finance Presentation, Checking Account Selection Factors. Prepare to get financially fit by practicing personal finance. We're thinking about different factors we can compare and contrast for different institutions if we're comparing the checking account specifically. These are also just factors that we want to be aware of with regards to the checking account. First, we have restrictions like minimum balances. So oftentimes, remember how the bank in essence is going to be making money for something like a checking account, which if you think about it, they're giving us a lot of services in order to manage our money within the checking account for fairly low costs. How can they do that? Well, they're gonna take some of the money that we have in the bank, keep a reserve of it. They're loaning the rest of it out, typically trying to get a return on it, typically for things like small business loans and mortgages earning interest on that. So therefore they want to have some balance in the account and at least know that it's not going to be going over balance and have a negative balance because there's no benefit in essence to the bank for that. So they might then require some type of minimum balances. Those minimum balances may change from institution to institution. You want to think if you're comfortable with that minimum balance because you would like to be operating with your cash level above that minimum balance so that you're not paying the fees if it goes below that. So if that is a concern, for you, then you want to be looking at the institutions and what the different minimum balances would be for them. Uh, fees, do they increase over time? We'll talk a little bit more about different types of fees at a future slide. But in general, we want to know what are the fees? What are the listings of the fees that, that are there? Are they scheduled to be increasing over time? Meaning, do they increase after 60 days of having the account or something like that? And also, they may just change with regards to the policy of the bank over time, meaning we might have to reevaluate from time to time and see if, we, if this is still the best option for us. Interest rate and computation. So if we have interest that is going to be earned in the checking account, then and we may have very little to no interest in the checking account as opposed to possibly savings accounts, note that if you're in a time of low interest rates, then you might say, well, that's almost insignificant at this point. But that could change. We could in, end up in a time with, with higher interest rates where they could be quite important <laughs> to know uh, what the interest rate options are uh, at that point. And when, if that happens, then you basically want to make a reevaluation and see if that's a, a, a changing factor, a, ch a game changer with regards to your decision-making process. We might talk about that a little bit more in a future slide. Special services like overdraft protection. We'll take a little bit more look at special services in a future slide, but overdraft protection would be thing, something to me I would want to have a must-have with regards to the checking account so that if there was a problem, I went into the negative, I'd be have some protection to make sure that uh, the payments that I make beyond that point are still honored, hopefully, and possibly lower the costs of that. And note that you could have something happen like someone steals access to your account or something like that too, even if you're managing your account well, which could result in this overdraft happening. And you'd like to have the protection, I would think, in that event. Uh, be careful of bundle deal uh, that may include services you do not need. So this is a typical type of sales strategy where they'll put all these neat things together into a bundle but you really don't need everything in that bundle. You might be familiar with this, with things like buying cable or something like that, or the cable and the phone and so on. It might be a good thing if you're using everything in the bundle, but if you're paying things for things over on the bundle that you would if you just bought them individually, just buying the things that you need, then it could be a bad thing. So it's kind of, a you gotta weigh those two options out. 
uh, hours and locations. So you, you also want to see if it's FDIC insured. So this is kind of a must have, I would think, for your main checking account to make sure that you have the safeguard of FDIC insurance for it. In hours and location of branch locations, this may or may not be a, an important factor for you, but uh, you want to know, do, do you have, you know, what other locations there and what are the options for me to, to get service at a location if that's an important point for me. Now, let's go into the fees a little bit more closely. So we could have monthly fees. You may or may not in the checking account have, have the monthly fees. They might be a lower if you have basically the minimum balance, you'll, re you'll recall. But these are the types of fees that you might see. Uh, fees for each check or deposit. So are they charging you for basically checks and deposits and uh, print? So these are the types of fees that could apply. You may not have these fees there if, you're, if your bank account is over the minimum balance. For example, printing of checks. So is there a fee for the printing of checks? Note that these days you can access possibly canceled checks and so on using your online services. So you want to see how, you know, how good is the access for you to be able to look at that more detail. Fee to obtain canceled checks. So it used to be that you would write more checks right you'd be writing the check and then you'd see the amount that's going to decrease from your checking account into the bank statement but all you really have on the bank statement is the check number and the amount that decreased you don't know who you paid to it because you don't have the check where you actually wrote the vendor it wasn't in the detail on the bank statement so so nowadays oftentimes you can get access to those canceled checks if you have online checking and they'll, they'll give you a nice little link to the check. It used to be that you had to actually get the canceled check then. And so that you can, that you can verify it, was, which was an added process. You can see why that would be an added pain to do. But now, oftentimes, you can get access to that possibly digitally. And so you want to see if you have the sophisticated enough online banking, especially if you're using checks to double check and see the canceled check so you can see who you paid for that check if you have a question about it or if you want to see if something has cleared. Also note that a lot of times you have the online payments now, which of course means you're writing less checks, which of course means the, the canceled checks and acquiring them becomes less important. And when you pay for something with an online transfer, you will tip, whether it comes out of your checking account or whether you, you do it through a credit card, you will typically have more information like the vendor information, at least in part, will typically be in some way there in the description or memo line of the check. So, so you know, keep those two things in mind. Overdraft, once again, uh, do you pay for the overdraft? Note that the overdraft is kind of like an insurance. You're, you're op you do not want your checking account to go below zero, but if it does so, either by an error on your side or if someone steals, you know, access to your account and it, and it goes below zero, then it would be nice to have the protection there. What are the costs with relation to it? Stop payment order. So if you have to put on a stop payment order, what's going to be the cost of that? Hopefully this isn't something that you need to do often. But if you do need to do it, you know, you might want to see what that what that cost is. And uh, certified check fee. So is there a cost for a certified check? Note that you might need the certified check for certain types of payments when you're dealing with people that, that want that double verification that uh, your check is valid. So if you rent an, rent somewhere or something like that, the first check they want might be a certified check or if for, for whatever reason, a larger dollar amount, they might want it certified, meaning they have more they have more verification that your check is good, that it won't bounce so that you have sufficient funds. Fees for online banking. So clearly these days, online banking is becoming more and more important for many people. 
And uh, so what are there any fees with regards to the online banking? Then we have special services like the direct deposit. So clearly, if you're working somewhere as a W-2 employee or something like that, or these days, even from the IRS or in other places that you're that you're working with, they might want you might want a direct deposit going directly, of course, into your checking account. So do they have the available availability of that availability of ATMs? So if you need to go basically get cash uh, at a regular basis, then they might charge you if the ATM is not the their atm of course and if and so you want to make sure that you have a local atm if you want the relevant cash on hand that may or may not become more and more more or less important as things become more digital in the future but i think it's still an important factor for many people it's nice to be able to pay some things in cash nice to be able to tip people in in cash and whatnot so so it's good to have a you know, some cash there for you and not have to pay for it, getting it. <laughs> so overdraft protection. So what's going to be the cost for overdraft protection? Once again, I think that would be a must have type of thing, giving you some safeguards, in my opinion, giving you some safeguards as to whether your account goes below zero. And so that your your payments are still honored in that case, hopefully up to a certain point so that you don't get in a credit problem, uh, especially in the, in the event that someone steals access to your account or something like that, and not only steals your money, but then draws you into an overdraft and then ruins your credit score, right? Well, at least you can stop part of that, hopefully. Uh, discounts or, or free checking for some groups. So they might have free checking or discounts for like students and uh, senior citizens. So if you fall into some of those groups that might have special services, then take a look at those and see if you can get, get access to them. Uh, interest rates. Minimum. So if you get interest rates on the checking account right now, they're they're pretty minimal if, if they're at all. But note that these, these things could change. So if interest rates become uh, important at this point in time, they're thinking inflation is one of those things that's continually debated at this point. If inflation goes up, interest rates will typically go up. And then interest, if there's a period of inflation, interest becomes more and more important. And like I said, we've been on a long period of low rates low inflation or so what and so forth and but you know there's been times where there's been a long period of high inflation and i'm in the u.s so it could you know obviously you want to keep an eye on that it could be important so anyway the minimum deposit uh, to earn the the interest so you might need like if you have an interest in a checking account if they were to pay you they might say hey you need a minimum deposit in order to get the interest so what is that what's their method of compounding do they compound monthly, annually, uh, perpetually? Portion of balance for compounding interest. So meaning, are you compounding the interest on the full balance of the account? Or are you saying, I'm, I'm adding interest on, on an amount over and above this minimum balance amount? Other payment methods. So you might have other methods of payment that you would like to possibly have available to you at the institution you're doing your checking account with, like certified checks, cashier's checks, money orders, and traveler's checks. So these are just some other kind of forms of payments that are, are going to be common. Some of them more likely, you know, than others these days. Notice that with electronic transfers, some of these might may or may not be as, you know, they might be supplemented more and more with electronic kind of options. But a certified check, uh, a check where the issuing bank guarantees the availability of cash in a holder's account. So if you're dealing with someone that they're saying, hey, I, w I want more verification just than just simply your check, than just simply your word, I want, I want to have a verification in essence verified by the bank too, or a higher level, 
such as when you're rent your first month of rent or something like that often will be an instance where you might need this information. So you, you might go a long time without needing a certified check. And then when you make some purchase like a car or something like that, then all of a sudden they want a certified check. So banks usually set aside the amount of the money listed on the certified check in the holder's account. Certified checks are used to reduce the risk of non-payment in the event that the writer of the check does not have sufficient funds. So you can imagine that if you're you know renting to someone or something like that, they write you a check and then it bounces, meaning they don't have sufficient funds. That's frustrating for a large transaction and they want to you know verify that you have the funds and have that double verification. Downside to using certified checks include depositors not being able to place a stop payment order on a certified check as well as fees charged for issuing the certified check. So there could be fees when you do the certified check. So it's kind of annoying when someone asks you for a third certified check in an event where they don't really need to because then you got to go to the bank, you got to get the certified check and you got to basically pay for uh, part of it and they're basically you're dealing with someone who's basically saying I don't trust your normal check <laughs> you know but uh, a lot of time it's just an, a bureaucratic thing it's not you know so you got to do what you got to do so they are most often used for payment involving large sums of money then, then we have the cashier's check uh, they cannot bounce generally a cashier's check using watermark and required bank signatures a cashier's check is hard to counterfeit however there are still some cashier's check scams out there so the funds are usually available to the payee by the next business day. Then we have the money orders. You may have to, to, pay, to pay a small fee for the money orders. You can purchase money orders at banks and credit unions. May also purchase at a variety of locations like big box stores, post office, and even some gas stations. They are a safe alternative to using cash or checks. International money orders can be an inexpensive way to send across border and overseas quickly. So what's the difference between a cashier's check versus a money's order? So we can kind of compare and contrast these two things. The cashier's check are a type of, of official check that banks issue and sign. So they're issued and, and signed by the institution, the bank, whereas a money order is available in several pl places, including the U.S. Postal Service, uh, convenience stores, drug stores, grocery stores, and check cashing uh, companies. So in other words, not simply by the institution, the bank, uh, the bank, the financial institution. It is usually easier to buy money orders, but cashier's checks are more secure. So cashier's checks are not entirely foolproof because scammers can create counterfeits sometimes. And then we have the traveler's checks, which are becoming more and more obsolete these days, given the fact that we have these other options like the, like the, the, uh, credit cards and the trans the electronic transfers debit cards and so on but cash the traveler's checks are a form of payment issued by financial institutions they are paper notes usually used by people when traveling to foreign countries traveler's checks are purchased for set amounts and can be used to buy goods or services or be uh, exchanged for cash uh, if your traveler's checks is lost or stolen uh, it can readily be replaced once widely used, traveler's checks have largely been replaced today by prepaid debit cards and credit cards.